doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. Talking about life, talking about liberty, and yes, talking about the pursuit of happiness and showing the world Cajuns have intelligence. Hope everyone's having a good day, good week, wherever you are. Hope you hit the like, subscribe button on Apple, Google, and Spotify, or if you're listening on Rumble, hit the follow button. Also, you can watch us now on Spotify. You can watch the video podcast version of this podcast on Spotify now. All you have to do is leave your phone open, and you can go ahead and watch the show. As always, we are growing here at the Cajun Conservative. I want to thank everyone for listening and continually supporting the Cajun Conservative show. Could not do it without you. Love each and every one of y'all. Spending time with y'all every week is a, a great joy of mine so i hope everyone's having a good day having a good week and um man just last week guys what happened to the president of the united states of america uh and it's not a good way to start a new year off we're having a bad week but this week was very bad for the president we're going to dive into a lot of things that went wrong for the president of the united states this week and just I'm going to go ahead and give you some of my opinions and thoughts on a few things that happened this week with the president. Starting off with the president's call to end the filibuster in the United States Senate. Uh, people might be wondering what is the filibuster. The filibuster is the 60-vote threshold that you have in the Senate that um, what you do is, you know, there's certain, there certain bills that you can either use the nuclear option with, which is a, it's just a majority, 51 votes, but then... A lot of things that you do through the United States Senate, you got to go through a 60 vote threshold. Well, the Democrats for the last year been one to pass for the People's Act is uh, John Lewis's um, vo- uh, voting laws. Uh, John Lewis, who was a civil rights icon and fought for the minorities in the civil rights movement, and uh, so they want to uh, they want to change voting laws. They can't do that without. The, uh, the filibuster blocking them. So the Democrats want to go ahead and change the filibuster rule. They just want everything to be a super majority. They don't want to go ahead and have uh, the minority or the Republican support. They just want to think, hey, we can go ahead and make laws and, you know, not worrying about the Republican Party no more. If you remember at the beginning of... The, the new year last year, the Democrats were saying that we won't have to worry about the, uh, the Republican Party. We won't have to worry about the different points of views from the Republican Party or ask their permission for certain things. We're just going to go ahead and do it. That was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was saying how the United States is going to be different now because we as the Democrat Party, we have the Senate. And we have the House of Representatives. We don't have to worry about the, de- the the Republican Party no more or the conservative view. We just do whatever we want, whenever we want it, however we want it. If we're going to raise taxes, well, we're going to end the filibuster. And we're going to go ahead and pass taxes. We're going to go ahead and we're going to change voting laws without Republicans or conservative consent. We're just going to go ahead and do it. But last year, they had a rude awakening. Christian Sinema from Arizona and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. We have mentioned these two senators a lot in the last year. They have been stopping the change to the filibuster. So this week, 
Well, last week, if you remember, we talked about January 6th and using it for political gain. We talked about how Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were saying this was the, the worst thing that ever happened. It was worse than the Civil War. It was worse than Pearl Harbor. It was worse than 9-11. How our democracy is at the threshold. And we're going if, to, if we don't go ahead and change voting laws, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our way of life in America because we do not, we did not change the filibuster rule. So this week, well, last week, President Joe Biden had made a trip to Georgia and had this long speech about voting rights and civil rights icons, how this is a civil rights issue, folks, which civil rights, I don't know how this is, how voting laws and voting identification is a civil rights issue. If you study histories, the civil rights movement came because a certain particular people, black men and women, could not ride on a uh, on a bus. If a white man would come or a white woman come and say, "We want your seat," they would have to push them to the back of the bus or make them stand up. Or pe- or um, black people couldn't drink out of a certain water fountain. They couldn't go to a certain bathroom. That that was civil rights, folks. That was outright racism in America at that time. And the civil rights movement helped shape our country to where it don't matter the color of your skin. It don't matter the tone of your voice. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are. You are created equal and you're going to be treated equally. But Joe Biden on Tuesday has said that, no, this is a civil rights issue. And now he supports the changing of Senate rules and the filibuster to go ahead and get voting laws passed for the people that cannot vote because God forbid they have to show an ID to vote for their favorite candidate. See folks, you, you cannot, you, you cannot go ahead. It's a, it's a shame that we have to ask people to show voter IDs, but a Democrat, the Washington DC mayor is asking people to, yes, you have to get vaccinated and to prove that you've been vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You have to show your ID to make sure that's your vaccination card. Or it goes to the point of this. If you want food stamps or government assistance, you have to show your ID to make sure that's who you are, but not to vote. So Joe Biden's calling this a civil rights issue now for people to vote. So now he's calling to change the filibuster rule. He also had a scheduled luncheon with all 50 Democrats, senators, no Republicans, please, no Republicans. On Thursday, he had this lunch plan, and I know what Joe Biden thought he was going to do. He was going to go in there and woo them with his charm and talk about how America really needs them to change the Senate to change the rules to the filibuster so we can make our country better and we make our and I make our country stronger and give Democrats a better chance to win in midterms of 2022 because folks, that's what this is all about anyway. See, folks, a lot of people don't realize this. They, they, Joe Biden is, oh, America needs us to change the filibuster rule so we can go ahead and have better laws and everybody can vote whenever they can vote and how many times they want to vote. We just need to change the laws to help people get to the voter box, get 
to go vote and stop the suppression of minorities from voting. But in reality, he's saying this, but in reality, folks, it's not, he's not worried about the American people. He's not worried about minorities voting. No, folks, he's trying to make, have a better, get a better chance for the Democrats to take back the House and the Senate in 2022 because, folks, his numbers are down. Joe Biden this last week has a 33% approval rating. Inflation is at an all-time high of 7%. Hasn't been done since the Jimmy Carter era. But ladies and gentlemen, this is not a... No, we're not worried about changing the rules for us with their fingers crossed behind their back. No, this is for the American people. See, we have so many people in America that just can't vote. Including Mickey Mouse, because if a person named Mickey Mouse and they don't have an ID, they can't vote in California. That's what it's about, folks. Look, Joe Biden calling for this change of filibusters about midterm elections. If you can't see that, why all of a sudden they're doing this big push? But anyway, he goes ahead and he makes a speech with Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin. Kills it before he even gets into the Senate. According to Breitbart and other news organizations, Christian Cinema said on the Senate floor, I agree with Joe Biden wants to do with the voting laws, but to change the filibuster, nope, not going to happen. Joe Manchin said the same thing in to say, but in how he said, he said, look, America is divided and to show bipartisanism, it would not be smart to change the voting laws or to change the filibuster rules. Joe Manchin thinks there's some things that need to be fixed with a filibuster, but outright taking it out would be a mistake. Now, folks, see, Democrats, I'm going to show you the hypocrisy of the Democrats right here. When the Democrats were not in power and and there was Republicans that that, that uh, that had control of the House and the Senate and the presidency, the filibuster was their best friend. Trump couldn't get nothing done because every time Trump tried to get something done, it was, oh, the filibuster. We're going to implement the filibuster. We're going to stop him with the filibuster. It was Mitch McConnell that remind Chuck Schumer that he made the quote that 50 uh, majority should not simply make the rules. They have to have the majority in there. That's what the filibuster's for. See, folks, the filibuster's fine and dandy when Democrats are not in power. And when Democrats want to stop the Republican Party, the filibuster's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But now that they're in power and the Republican parties are using somewhat of their power that they know they have. Oh, now this is the worst thing in the world because this is stopping democracy. Number of Democrats quoted the same line. This is a, this is hurting our democracy. This is stopping our democracy from working. This is stopping democracy from going full far. If we don't change these voting laws and if we don't go ahead and implement the change to the filibuster, this is our democracy is going to go down to hell in a handbasket. But in reality, folks, the Democrats know they're about to get spanked in 2022. 
Because, folks, have you ever read? Look, I, I know I got some intelligent listeners in this audience, but for the people that are on the left, that don't know what's in these voting laws, ballot harvesting, mail-in ballots, drop-off boxes, and for the wor- and the and the one that that does their 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 prize possession or their prize argument, no voter IDs. Folks, it's kind of funny. All these things that I just mentioned that the Democrats are trying to push. Voting, uh, voting drop-off boxes helps Democrats. Harvest ballots thing, because, see, you can't harvest ballots. Uh, you can't harvest ballots and bring them to a voting location. You have to drop them off in a drop box. There's nobody there to tell you, no, that's illegal. You can't do that. Mail-in ballots. It's kind of funny the la- when they implemented mail-in ballots in the last election for COVID-19. All the mail-in ballots that came back benefited Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, not the Republican Party. Has anybody ever found that suspicious? Voter ID. You take away voter ID, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Gaff, uh, Goofy and, and, you know, any other person can vote and jump from precincts to precincts, uh, the, the precincts, the precincts and say, hey, you know, I want to vote. My name is Mickey Mouse and I need to vote. And all they have to do is yes. sign. Same day registration. You know how many people can go to each precinct and say, listen, I want to register to vote and register five different times and cast five different votes. Folks, this isn't about intelli- uh, in election integrity. It's about getting as many votes as possible for the Democrat Party. That's why the Democrats are pushing to end the filibuster. Because, see, the Republican Party is stopping this. Every single Republican is saying, we don't want to end the filibuster. This is the way to make our voices heard. But the, Rep- the Democrat Party wants to go ahead and get rid of it because they, they, they blame Trump for being a dictator. They blame the Republicans for having a dictated mind. Like, they, oh, they want to be dictators. They want to force American people to do certain things. But this incident right here, who is trying to force the will, uh, the, the, their will on the people? Oh, it's hurting democracy. They're, they're, they're Democrat, the people of America voted us in to change election laws. The American people voted us in to, 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 to go ahead and get rid of the filibuster. No, I don't think the American people voted for that. The Democrat Party is trying to pour, push their socialistic ideas and their socialistic ways on us. And folks, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I commend Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin because at least we have two individuals still in the Democrat Party that are thinking straight. Do I still trust them that they're going to change their mind? No, I don't trust them. I'm surprised they lasted this long, but that's okay, folks. That's okay. The way to go ahead and get them to change their mind and to vote with the Democrat Party, put pressure on them. I saw a news article that Democrat groups are telling their followers, hey, go ahead and 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 and, and um, harass, excuse me, Christian Sinema and Joe Manchin and force them to change their mind. No, folks, that's not the way to go. 
but I do hold them up and I do commend them for their stance. But ladies and gentlemen, this, this isn't ending anytime soon. President Joe Biden has a bad week and we just hitting the tip of the iceberg. But ladies and gentlemen, this is not far from over because the Democrat party is the party that wants to dictate how you live. They want to go ahead and look into your banking account and see how much money you have. They want to go ahead and tell you how to live your life. And if we, and if ever would, if it would ever happen that the Democrats get their way and they end the filibuster, God help America. Because it's going to be a one party rule and a simple majority vote. And that's what Joe Biden's pass, trying to pass. I'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Continuing what we were talking about with the filibuster. Like I said, folks, if that would ever, ever happen, that the, the Democrats would get their way. You would see socialistic ideas and socialistic policies, policies, Break out in this country like never before. And look, thank God for our constitution. Thank God that our constitution is there. But I've been saying this for months now that the Democrat party don't care what that piece of paper says. See, to us that are conservatives and us that are constitutionists and us that reverence that piece of paper as our form of government. Look at it that our founding fathers knew what they were talking about. Was it perfect? No, it was not a perfect document. But it was pretty close to it. Now the Democrat Party just don't give a darn about what it says. For a Democrat, for a party, a political party in America to say, hey, we're not, we're not, we just want to go ahead and break every tradition that is in the United States citizen and that our founding fathers put into place to protect us. We just want to get rid of it. And even for the president of the United States, mind you, to come out and say, listen, guys, I put, I put my hand on the Bible. 
to go ahead and to protect this Constitution. But I don't really care what it says. And look, he has never said that, but his actions speaking louder than his words. For him to come out and say, I want to get rid of this and to get rid of that for us, for we can go ahead and get our, our agenda passed. Shows me he's worried more about power than anything. You know, it was, uh, it was the January 6th anniversary. And he said that Donald, and he didn't mention Donald Trump's name, but he was pointing to the former president and he said, listen, this president right here, the former president, all he cared about was his power and his ego. But Joe Biden just saying, look, I don't give a darn about what the Constitution says. I don't care what the people want in America. I just want my agenda passed. Because, you see, if they don't get this agenda passed and they don't go ahead and get everything they want passed, guess what? They don't win the midterm election. That's what it's all about, folks. That's what it, what it narrows down to. That's why they're not happy with Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin. Because they're not lining up with the party to keep power. I mentioned it earlier that Joe Biden has a 33% approval rating. They were griping when Donald Trump, I believe at this time, had like 45, 46. Oh, that's a shame. The president don't have an approval rating over 50. He ain't doing a good job. Don't you remember all the liberal outlets saying this? Now that Joe Biden's at 33%, I had to get this off of Breitbart and Daily Wire. If I'm not mis- I don't think no major outlet showed it. All they're worried about is, look, he's creating jobs. Look, the unemployment rate is at an all-time low. Yay! But everything else is going to crap, basically. I mentioned it earlier in the first segment. Inf- inflation, I believe I mentioned in the first segment. Inflation's up. Seven percent highest in 40 years. We have a supply chain crisis that is happening again. The oil prices are going up. We used to be in energy independent. Now we're begging people for oil. You have the you you, you you have tons and tons of the economy is going to going down. And 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 look who's the Who's the who's the people in charge? The Democrat Party. Listen, folks, I'm gonna be honest with you. Jimmy Carter. I don't know how many years we got left with Jimmy Carter alive, but at least Jimmy Carter has the 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 peace of mind that he is not the worst president ever of the United States. Because, folks, how many of y'all remember that? Uh, well, I wasn't alive yet, but I wasn't even thought of yet. But if you look into history, Jimmy Carter had some of the worst policies in America. He had, they had hostages. I can't remember from what country, but Jimmy Carter couldn't let get them out. They had tons and tons of issue with Jimmy Carter and Jimmy Carter was voted out. And then you had Ronald Reagan, of course, but Jimmy Carter's policies hurt America greatly. Now, also, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Carter had a uh, a botch uh, war effort. 
Same thing with Biden, because I have not, I haven't forgotten about Afghanistan. We still got Americans in Afghanistan, by the way. If we would have had more, if we still had Americans in Afghanistan and Trump was still president, that would have been plastered all over the news. But Jimmy Carter, in my opinion, can go ahead and say, now I can die peacefully. Because I know I am not the worst president of the United States. The current president of the United States, in my humble opinion, is the worst. And 56% of people in America agree with me on that. Biden's number is, is just tanking and tanking and tanking. And Kamala Harris can't come to the to say I'm the savior and I'm going with it because Kamala Harris is having the same problem. But Jimmy Carter can go ahead and rest and say, listen, I'm not the worst president of the United States. Also, let's go ahead and talk about something else that happened to Joe Biden this week, because like I said, it was, I said at the beginning, this was just a bad week for the president of the United States. So, so Tuesday morning, the Supreme, well, Tuesday afternoon, I believe it was, the Supreme Court went ahead and brought us the issue, brought us the verdict for Joe Biden's vax mandate. Let's go ahead and bring some history. Joe Biden on the campaign trail in 2019 and 2020 said he, him, he was not. He was not for vax mandates. He also said that he wasn't, he don't ever thought it would get to a place of a vaccine mandate in America. But guess what Joe Biden did? Joe Biden said, I, I don't have the power to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So Joe Biden went ahead and signed an executive order saying, or giving the uh, OSHA the, the liberty of saying, you, um, we, we're going to go ahead and, if you have a if you have a company with a hundred vaccinated with a hundred employees, you gotta get them vaccinated. The Daily Wire and other companies all over this great country went ahead and sued the federal government and say you do not have the power to tell us private companies to take a vaccination. Now on the on the medical side, it was also a vaccine mandate. Federalized workers that uh, took the Medicaid and the Medicard, um, well, government assistance as payment, so like hospitals and whatnot. Well, on Thursday, along with Joe Biden's other failures of not trying to get rid of the filibuster, trying to get rid of the filibuster, and that ain't working out. Uh, early in the last year, the Build Back Better plan got shot down its shelf, so it's not working. So Joe Biden just needs a victory, folks. Joe Biden is thinking, I just need a victory. I wonder what's going to happen next. Supreme Court comes and says on a 6-3 ruling on Thursday, the Supreme Court convert, uh, conservative majority has chosen to prolong and depend the uh, uh, depend the modest, the the mystery uh, oh, can't say that word of the pandemic. Um, well, that was a tweet. Okay. Um, a 6-3 ruling Thursday says that Joe Biden's vaccine mandate could not be in place. What that means is, folks, that the 100 is stayed. They went ahead and stayed it. They said, listen, we're going to send it back to the lower courts. But even the, Supreme, even the lower courts are probably going to say, 
The Supreme Court said 6-3 that this was not constitutional, so we're not going to do it. Now, the healthcare one did through. They, they went ahead and proceed that because they because of government assistance and all that stuff. But, yes, you if you have a company with 100-plus employees, you do not have to force your employees to take it. Now, I'm hearing stories of big corporations saying, well, we're going to tell them to take it anyway. Well, they can do that. I'm not disagreeing with that. A company can go ahead and say, hey, if you are, we, we require a vaccination. I had a friend of mine that reached out to me the other day and said, look, I have an opportunity to get a job. But they told me that I have to get vaccinated. And he's and the, my friend told me, look, I don't know what to do. I said, if you're going to go by your conviction, don't do it. But ladies and gentlemen, companies can go ahead and say, look, we require this for you to have this job. But at least they have the opportunity to say yes or no. What Joe Biden wanted to do, Joe Biden wanted to go ahead and tell American companies, if you have 100 employees or more, you have to get this vaccination. You have to tell them they have to get it or they got to go through... uh, through go through testing every week to make sure they don't have it. You know, Joe Biden, I mentioned earlier, he's talked about civil rights or civil rights movements for voting laws. Isn't this part of civil rights? We have civil rights as Americans to decide to take a shot or not take a shot to, to, to not allow the government to tell us what to do and to tell us what to do. We have the rights as American citizens to make our own decisions. But the Supreme Court went ahead and sided with us on that. Thank goodness. They didn't they didn't do everything. Now, if you want to go by Joe Biden got a half percentage point on because of the healthcare workers, uh, you can go with that. But see, folks, on a note, the reason Joe Biden was trying to push this vaccination upon companies is because he's trying to tell people, I stopped the virus. I'm stopping the virus. I I'm, you know, I I I he promised in campaign he was going to stop it because he said the only reason it was still here because of President Trump. Trump has not been in office for a year now, and the coronavirus and the Delta variant and the Omicron variant is still around. He didn't stop this pandemic, folks. We're, some, we are still wearing... Look, I had to wear a mask in a government building the other day. Masks are not working, according to the CDC. Anyway, there's only two types of masks that would probably stop the virus. But Joe Biden saying, well, if we force people to get this vaccination, it's going to stop the virus. Because remember, folks, he blames us. I I quoted it the other day. He said it again. It's the unvaccinated that are stopping or is keeping this pandemic going. It isn't the vaccinated, which if you look at numbers... Most people are in a hospital are the vaccinated. Which that's another point in that too. They're not trying to show numbers because the numbers are not reliable. They weren't li- reliable a year ago, but they, they quoted that to get Trump out of office. Ladies and gentlemen, you get what I'm saying? It just, it, it does not fit. The boot does not fit on the foot. When you have people that, 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 that you, you're forcing them to take a vaccination against their will. 
So I commend the Supreme Court on that. The Supreme Court did it, like I said, blue. It President Biden, I don't know if he thought it was gonna go through or what was gonna go on. But the Supreme Court did a heck of a job on Thursday, which gave a blow to President Joe Biden. So so what's next? Well, the Supreme Court left it open where it can go through the judicial process, which is gonna take years to do. And, and all that. But for right now, American businesses do not have to force their employees to take this vaccination shot. And that is a good thing. We still have hope for America because the justices finally did something right. I'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you. My name is Scott Ford. I have a show on YouTube. It's the Scott Ford Show. Check me out on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe, ring that bell, and tell a friend. God bless. Enjoy your life. everybody welcome back to the third and final segment of the week for the cage you conservative show ah like i said guys it was just a bad week for the president i brought out those two stories about his vax mandate being blocked christian cinema and joe manchin saying no we're not gonna go ahead and peel back the filibuster it just uh, like i said a bad week guys a bad week and then we find out this week that the the letter um labeling uh parents as domestic terrorists the administration probably was more involved in we know about it the secretary of education um apparently had some ideas of how the right did before they sent it to the NSIB and now all of a sudden Americans are asking the question why are Parents labeled domestic terrorists, but not Antifa. And we have the article right here. This is from Fox News. I thought it was a very interesting article where, like I said, it was labeled that the Biden administration solicitation of a letter that compared parents, uh, protesting parents, domestic terrorists, troublesome people who spoke with Fox News. Parents are looking out for their kids. Marvin from Florida told Fox News that a number of one uh, that's the number one priority of their children because they are the future of tomorrow uh, education secretary mcgill cardinet solicited the national school board uh association much criticized letter that compared protesting parents to domestic terrorists and suggested using the patriot act against them according to an email exchange first reported by fox news the exchange indicts Cardinet where was much more involved with the letter created than previously known. Now you might be asking, well, what letter are you talking about, Isaac? If you remember a while back, I brought up this story of how at school board meetings, parents were getting upset because of critical race theory. There were school boards that were voting on teaching critical race theory to their students. A lot of parents were upset about it. They even had one um, 
that had a girl they, they had a, with transgenders and it was all kind of stuff so the, the the department of justice thought it'd be pretty neat to go ahead and i say neat but it, w- it was a good idea to go ahead and just you know hey let's go ahead and criticize the parents call them domestic terrorists now we have and, and look like the administration didn't know nothing about it at the time remember folks no, they didn't claim they know anything. The administration knew anything. They didn't know what was going on. They just knew they had to investigate this. But now we know that this letter that was written to the National School Board uh, Committee or whatever it was, was involved by the administration. Like I said, not a good week for the Biden administration this week, folks. Now we have people in America asking, well, which I've been asking for a while. Why are parents labeled domestic terrorists? And why is certain American citizens compared to terrorists, but not Antifa? Not Black Lives Matter. Not none of the other, you get what I'm saying? For, look, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are responsible for almost burning cities down. Kyle Rittenhouse case, the reason he was there is because, uh, well, uh, I can't think of the uh, town's name. Uh, the, that little town in Wisconsin that Kyle Rittenhouse was trying to protect was being overrun by Antifa and Black Lives Matter supporters. But see, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't terrorism, folks, or domestic terrorism. That is mostly peaceful protest. Heck on the parents that are labeled domestic terrorists. And that's what Biden wanted to do. And like I said, it came out this week that a part of his own administration wanted to go in the memory. They were like, oh, well, we had nothing to do with that. But now all of a sudden they do. Days after the NSBA letter, Attorney General Merrick Garland sent a memo joined the FBI to mobilize in support of local educators, educational officers. During a testimony before the Congressional Committee in October, Garland denied using the domestic terrorist label or threatening use of the Patriot, which was a lie, folks. That's totally ridiculous. Darby, an educator from New Jersey, told Fox News parents have the right for their children. They should be standing up for their children and what is being taught in the classroom. If they're going to be labeled domestic terrorists, we are. What are we going to label those Antifa people, Darby, uh, uh, Debbie? Uh, Debbie continued, "We should be labeling them a domestic terrorist. I mean, what's good for the goose should be good for the gander." Stephen from Florida said, "Some people, uh, yeah, Stephen from Florida." Uh, People are going to school board meetings to make trouble. He said he's scared about where this country is heading. People used to talk with each other, Stephen has said. Now, sometimes we say, well, you're a Trump voter. We're not t- going to talk to you, uh, going to talk with you. And you're a, you're a Biden voter, but I'm not going to talk with you. It's scary. Yeah, it is scary, folks. We're not talking about that. But, but folks, the, the hypocrisy of it right here, folks. When those incidents happened with Mr. Smith and his daughter. And they went ahead and they were fighting over transgender policies, which parents didn't want in Virginia. 
they pointed out this man that parents were being violent and people just don't like transgenders or gay people. And no folks, a lot of these parents are trying to protect their kids. And, 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 and on that note, you know, look, I have kids. I will protect my kids. If there's something I see is wrong, I'm going to protect them. But labeling them domestic terrorists because they didn't, they don't, they don't agree with the political correctness view is wrong. And the stories back up in the news. Like I said, it was just, but just to find out that the administration had more to do with it is shocking in itself. All right, moving on. Uh, I want to go ahead and talk about the January 6th committee a little bit, because apparently the January 6th committee wants to talk to everybody that has talked with Donald Trump on January 6th. Apparently this is going to, this is leading on to the Republican leader of Congress, Kevin McCarthy. So the January 6th committee requested voluntarily, mind you, that Kevin McCarthy go ahead and sit with the January 6th committee. Representative Benny Thompson, Democrat Mississippi, who chairs the committee, wrote in a letter that the Democrat-led panel is seeking information regarding his communications with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, as well as insight into President Trump's mindset preceding and during the riot. We also must learn about how the president's plans for January 6th came together and all the other ways he attempted to alter the result of the election, Thomas wrote. For example, in advance of January 6th, you reported you reported explained to Mark Meadows and the former president that obje- uh, objections to the certification of the electoral votes on January 6th was doomed to fail. Now, I got a question, folks, right here before we move on, because reading this story, get, listen to Thomas's um, way of writing, you could say. And see if he's being fair. Because remember, this committee is trying to find it was is supposedly trying to find out the truth about January 6th. But there's a problem with this, folks. And I've been saying this right here, and I believe I'm about to prove my point. This committee already condemned Trump and proved tr- and think Trump's guilty before even looking at all the evidence. This is why I say this. We also must learn about how the president's plans for January 6th came together. See, folks, Trump called for a protest. He did. But according to Mr. Thomas Thompson, Trump planned for this insurrection. Trump planned to go ahead and and to hurt all the representatives that were there at the Capitol. See, folks, they already think Trump's guilty before Trump Trump even been doomed guilty. This panel's gonna find out and say that Trump did it regardless. So that's why a lot of people are not taking the January 6th committee. Serious. The only one taking the January 6th committee seriously is the left wing media, left wing media. But he already said, hey, January 6th, and in all other ways, he attempted to alter the results of the election. See, folks, Mr. Thompson don't think Trump isn't guilty. This is man, this man voted for Trump to be impeached because of this. But they want to go ahead and ask Kevin McCarthy about that. The committee also expressed interest in information regarding conversations that McCarthy had with Trump in the wake of January 6th, one of which was reported heated. It appeared that you had one or more conversations with President 
uh, with the president during this period, including a conversation on or about January 11th. Thompson also wrote, it appears that you may also have discussed with President Trump the potential uh, potential he would face a censor resolution, uh, resolution impeachment or removal under the 25th Amendment. It also appears that you may have identified other possible options, including President Trump's immediate resignation from office. McCarthy it did do that. He did condemn, and he did call out Donald Trump for the January 6th. But two weeks later, him and Donald Trump apparently made up, and he realized Donald Trump was the leader of the party. McCarthy is the third Republican member of Congress to be asked by the committee to voluntarily provide information, interviews and information regarding January, January 6th. In December, the committee reached out to for the cooperation of Representative Joe, Joe, Jim Jordan of Ohio and Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, both of whom declined the request. Now, going back to this, McCarthy um, went ahead and denied, said, no, I'm not going in there. This is from Fox News. GOP leader McCarthy rejects January 6th panel demand for an interview. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says he would not voluntarily speak with the House Selection Committee investigation, the January 6th protest on Capitol Hill. This is what McCarthy wrote, or McCarthy's uh, statement. As a representative and a leader of a minority party, it is with neither regard nor satisfaction that I have concluded to not participate Satisfaction that I have not conclu- uh, concluded, uh, declined to not put, uh, to not participate with this select committee. Abuse of power that stains the, this institution today and will harm it going forward. The California Republican said in a statement Wednesday night. This committee is not conducting a legitimate investigation. As Speaker Pelosi took the unprecedented action of rejecting the Republican members, I named a, a, to serve on the I named to serve on the committee. McCarthy added, "It is not serving any legitimate purpose. The committee only objective is to attempt to damage its political opponents, acting like the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee on the day and the DOG on." committee one day and the DOJ the next. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th on the Capitol sent a letter Wednesday requesting voluntary information with uh, interview with McCarthy. Now folks this is my whole thing about it, okay? Um, first off he's a, he's a political leader. Why force a political leader to do that? To go ahead and say well look we're going to go ahead and folks he said it right. First off, they did not take anybody he wanted on that committee. He wanted Jim Jordan, and he wanted another Republican that was Trump favored. They rejected every one of them except two Republicans, um, Liz Cheney and one other Republican that voted to impeach Donald Trump and does not like Donald Trump. He is right also on this. This committee is not helping America. It is not helping to find out what happened on January 6th either. This committee is an anti-Trump committee. That's all it is. It is to, 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 to give the Democrat Party material to go ahead and to run political ads against Donald Trump when he runs for president of the United States. And for them to have the nerve to ask a political leader, a leader of a political party, to go ahead and have an interview and ask his conversation with the president of the United States, they, they, got, they got gall. This committee should have never, ever asked this question. 
But folks, they're they're digging into the weeds. They're trying to find anything to get Donald Trump on. And they're trying to they're trying to ruin the the Republicans because this is what they're gonna say. Well, these Republicans don't want to talk to us. That means they're hiding something. Like the Democrat Party never hid anything from the people of the United States. It's not right both ways, don't get me wrong, but it just I, I, I commend Kevin McCarthy because he is holding up to his ground. Now, is he a good leader or whatnot? What I've seen, he's decent. But look, when they talk about his conversations on January, yes, he did have conversations. He also condemned Donald Trump. And like I said, I don't know what happened, but he met with Donald Trump and it it all went over. So we're going to keep track of this. And now, now this is another thing too. Now the committee's talking about subpoenas and trying to subpoena him to come to this committee. And if I was him, I wouldn't do it. Like everybody else has done too. But folks... This is the country we live in right now. Instead of working with political opponents, we're just going to try to condemn them and make them look bad. And we're going to try to get it, try to make people think we're doing good. And that's what it is, folks. This, this, this whole committee is not uh, a committee to find the truth. This committee is trying to damage Donald Trump and the Republican Party. And what's sad is Liz Cheney and another Republican is helping him do it. But we live in a country that way, folks. Hey, instead of working together, we're just going to criticize each other and make ourselves look better and bring everybody down in the process. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. Remember to hit the like and subscribe button on the platform you're listening to. Go check me out on Rumble, the video podcast, so you can find it on Spotify. You can watch the video podcast uh, um, edition of this show. I want to thank Hayes' Dump Truck Service and everyone else that has supported this podcast. I also want to thank my audience for listening and spending time with me every week on Monday mornings or when you listen to this podcast. Remember, be safe, be encouraged. Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back soon. Hope you're ready. If not, reach out to me. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your eternal Savior and make heaven your eternal home. Until next week, be blessed. Bye-bye.